Good evening, wool gatherers, or is it wanderers? Yeah, who knows? Anyway, welcome to episode 140 of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. On tonight's episode, we are cracking the code on Periphery 5, Gent is Not a Genre. It is their seventh album, hence Periphery 5. Interesting. We're also going to play Who's That Band and see if we can't stump Mr. Mundy. We're actually going to make him pick the album, not just the band, because he's that good and it demands it. And we're going to check in on a concert that Mr. Mundy recently saw and the new NF song, Motto. And uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by 4411 Creative Agency. The good folks, 4411 provide custom marketing and flawless execution. Creative is their middle name. Head over to 4411creative.com to find out more. If you like what you've seen here tonight, subscribe and leave a comment. Feel free to share with your friends. And joining me tonight, as always, is the metalhead himself, Mr. Mundy. Step inside into his mind, his boy band time, it's Metalhead Mundy. And there he is, in the flesh. Here I am, finally. <laughs> uh, technical difficulties, gotta love them. Gotta start a little late, but we're here. We are here. Facebook user, good evening, Foggy. Well, good evening to you. I wish I could see the names on Facebook users. I don't understand. Just when it's on YouTube, do we get those? <laughs> and then we have also from a user, just heard Dirty Heads for the first time. I'm impressed. Another Facebook user. Pop in with your name real fast because we can't see it unless we pull up Facebook. Yeah. Good to know who we're talking to or who's and talking to us. We'll talk to you. Believe me. Well, welcome, Mr. Mundy. Thank you. On this fine Monday evening. Normally we're on Sundays, but we had to push yeah. back this week. That was my fault. Ah, it is Mr. Abney. Welcome, Thomas, to the show. Um, uh, Tom, have you heard uh, Periphery before? Just checking in with you. Or Meshuga? It's probably <laughs> a close relative. So, hey, Talk about your uh, big show you saw, because this is a star-studded lineup in this group. Yeah, so on Friday, March 3rd, uh, the wife and I went to Wabash, Indiana to see the Winery Dogs. And for those who don't know, they are, I don't know what if you just call them just a trio or a power trio or, I don't know, like a super trio super group whatever it's basically three <laughs> dudes three dudes from other things that come together and th they've just released their third album so <laughs> but it's uh mike portnoy on drums of dream theater fame and you know he's gone on to do a million other things uh billy sheehan on bass who i have been a fan of since the late 80s he was in uh david lee roth's band with steve Vai. been a fan of his since then he was also in like mr big he's done lots of other things and on vocals and guitar you have mr richie Cotson, who actually came onto my radar in 1991 uh cc deville left poison Richie Cotson took over on guitar for them. So that's where I first heard of him. 
he's obviously he's like a guitar virtuoso dude. Guitar players love him, and he's got a really good voice. So they're very very solid band, and yeah, I'd call him a power trio. I think you're yeah right. yeah yeah. Um, so they they played in Wabash um, at the Eagles Theater, which is right downtown. There, it's actually it's about a block block and a half from the Honeywell Center, which is pretty probably the most famous venue in that area but um it, it was pretty cool because we were gonna it, it i mean it's not that far away it's i mean it takes pr- probably less than an hour to get there really but it uh we just kind of wanted to you know spend the night go to the show you know hang out there the next day so that's what we did. We, uh, you know, booked a room at the hotel and everything we did was basically in the same intersection right there. <laughs> so it was awesome. We parked at the hotel, went up, got our room, uh, walked over to a restaurant, got some dinner, walked back to the room for a minute, walked across the street, literally right across the street. The marquee was right outside our window, <laughs> um, to the show spent the night at the hotel, got up, ate breakfast at, at the hotel, walked to a coffee shop and drove home. So it's pretty awesome. Park your car and don't have to get back in it until you leave. No, that's awesome. Was the venue cool? Uh, it was. It was really, really nice. Um, I'm not sure how old that place is, but everything looked fantastic, like updated uh, I mean, just great. The sound system, they sounded amazing. Um, the seating was comfortable. Uh, I, I would say there's not a bad seat in there, but there are a couple of columns that you might get stuck behind. They're not huge, but they're just kind of big enough to be in the way. But uh, we we had great seats, so we didn't have a problem with that. And my God, they were amazing. I mean, that you have three virtuoso level musicians that are all getting together. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. There's you got bass solos, drum solos, guitar solos. You know, Richie hopped on an electric piano for a song. I mean, it was it was insane, just wonderful. Did we did we get a really tasty drum solo? Because Portnoy is pretty darn good. Yeah, he didn't do anything super long, but he kind of, you know, he took a few minutes, you know, kind of, kind of laid down the law. There is is pretty, pretty awesome. All right. And uh, they didn't. uh, uh, Billy Sheehan. He did. I was most excited about seeing him because I was a huge fan of the David Lee Roth's band, which was him and Steve Vai and Greg Bissonette on drums. And man, he just. So I, I've loved him since then, and he just he blew me away. He's he's really fun to watch, and he's so so good, and he has a really distinct sound to his bass. So that that was very cool to see. That was exciting for me. Awesome. So you would uh, see them again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. They were. Uh, yeah, my wife is not super into them, and I think she really enjoyed it. <laughs> so. Yeah, that could have gone any different way, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she could have hated the whole affair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Mr. Mundy, 
you've uh, put me off long enough. You're you're afraid of what's about to happen. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm talking so much. That's right. See, folks, he's scared because <laughs> he knows we're going to stump him tonight with the challenge formerly known as the Lester Banks Challenge. Um, I don't know what we call it anymore. Afraid to get sued, I guess. But uh, the late, great Lester Bangs used to write for Rolling Stone magazine, wrote reviews. Mm -hmm. So we read yep. parts of reviews and see if we can figure out who the heck or what the heck they're talking about. In this one, it's a who and a what, because um, I, I think he can pick it out immediately. But I, I want to make sure that he knows the album in this one. And I think it will be like, that's my guess. I got to say, for people that don't know, Lester Bangs was, I mean, he's a very famous rock critic from back in the day. My favorite thing about him is that he absolutely hated Black Sabbath when they came out. Which <laughs> just cracks me up. Yeah, he but did anyway. not. Yeah, that's true. But you yeah. know, they're not they're not for everyone. <laughs> but he was real kind he was kind of cranky and snarky and yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. Critics. We need those guys, right? They got <laughs> need somebody to put down what we like. All right, here we go. Tell me the album, sir. There have been a lot of strange rumors surrounding this album. There were wild-eyed panic suggestions. It would be a new metal album and sound and it sounded just like System of a Down. After mm -hmm. all, there are no solos. It was supposed to contain blast beats and death metal elements just like Cryptopsy. Hey, this drummer has rediscovered double kick drums after more than a decade. And what death metal bands use a lot of, right? Any idea yet? I mean, I have an idea, but I don't... The, what you said about the, the drummer, is this... That made it sound like this band has been playing for a decade and he just came back to that. Or what did that mean that no one had really used them the double kick for a decade and now these guys are these new this new this band particular is. person. That's hmm. not. All right, you ready? That <laughs> didn't really clear it up. <laughs> That's right. Maybe this next paragraph will. No, I'm just saying this drummer had not used it more than a decade. Okay. So what it is though is still a bit confused. The production is strange with an odd ping in the drum sound. Okay. The guitars are mostly fat and meaty, as you'd expect, but occasionally drop off to a thin, reedy sound, like some poorly executed mid-80s thrash demo. I know what it is. What you got? It's Sane Anger. Yeah, I knew you'd get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Just kind of an I, interesting record. People love it or hate it. It's like, yeah, I've actually I've heard uh, someone else compare it to System of a Down. So that kind of yeah, all, all of that together. Of course, the you know, the snare sound. That's yeah. people hate that for the most part. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I think if you look it up, you probably find both. But yeah. Um, it's probably the most wildly reacted to of all metallic albums, I would bet. Uh, short of Lulu with Lou Reed, I probably, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I knew I, you'd get it. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of songs on there that I really like. There's a lot of cool parts of songs that I like. 
there's actually a few of those songs that they've reworked since then that sound better. Like the, they did an insane acoustic version of All Within My Hands that's just mm-hmm. gorgeous. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard not to put that at the bottom of the Metallica pile. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I need to get it. All right. Now, before we move on to our record, I was super excited because NF came out with a second single mm-hmm. and another mm-hmm. nicely produced video, mm-hmm. which um, this song is called Motto, which kind yeah. of takes the next step from the first song where we seem to have a new NF. I'm sure having a child has changed him a bit. And so these songs um, kind of have a more positive outlook and him coming to terms with who he is and what he's all about. Yeah, um, it's funny. It's hard for me to, it's almost hard for me to separate him from the videos because they're so interesting always. Right. And just the way he, I don't know, I don't, I guess you could say his acting in the videos, uh, his mannerisms, his <laughs> movement. His, yeah. I mean, this one, there's a lot of humor. It's, it's mm-hmm. pretty funny. So I don't, it, 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 I really enjoy his videos. But the, I mean, the song was great too. Yeah. There were some really cool uh, pieces to the song. Um, mm-hmm. And I, he kind of says goodbye to caring what uh, Eminem thinks. Did you, okay. Do you get that one too? Because he, uh, in the beginning, he let it be known that he liked Eminem a lot and he was an inspiration. And of course, Eminem kind of shat on him <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think he made fun of therapy sessions. Like it was another uh, relapse or whatever uh, from mm. Eminem. So he didn't like okay. that, but um and he says, um, I would have gave anything to be respected by the artist I was listening to, but no more them days are history. Skip the red carpet. You looking for me? So he's yeah. kind of moved on from that. But um, there were a lot of really cool things about this song, um, about not selling out, doing it your way, not doing what everybody tells you to do, which he clearly has done, and it's worked out for him. And uh, one of the coolest touches was um are you familiar with um when i grow up the song uh not off the top of my head no so it is a great song it's catchy it's funny and the whole thing is about he wants to be a rapper when he grows up and then he's standing in this room and he's singing he's rapping to these two kids and he turns and then the, the curtain comes up and it's a whole group of people well outside the red carpet in this video is the same kid from that video with a cup drinking just like he was yeah, in the video okay. same outfit everything so kind of like you know still uh thanking the fans for being with him since the beginning or you know still catering yeah. to those fans rather than doing whatever it takes to get new ones i thought that was a nice touch yeah he that's one thing he's definitely good at I, you know me not being a huge fan of his and i don't go super deep on all of his stuff but i do recognize like you know when it's pointed out to me and i i caught it in the last video with the balloons and all of mm-hmm. that yeah. but like he he likes to tie his stuff together so that's that's interesting it's fun to see 
Yeah. It just puts another layer on. If you are a true fan, you can dig mm-hmm. into those kind of things and yeah. there's some things to offer. So I'm excited for the record to come out. That will be out in another month and a half. Okay. Be a big April for us, my friend. Yep. All right. Well, onto the album. And this was one that you recommended. And uh, I wasn't very familiar. So this was all kind yeah. of new territory for me. Now, can you answer, though, why it's the seventh record called Periphery 5? I, I cannot. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what they're. I know they have at least one live album, I think, was right before this. I don't if they count that in the seven. I don't know, but um, I'm gonna go count just to make sure. Yeah, I, I Periphery is not a band that I go super deep in their catalog on. Like they're kind of, I've just kind of found them in the last couple of years or so. So I'm not super well versed on everything Periphery, but <laughs> I do. They're they are interesting. They're they're always interesting and. I don't know. I feel like metal fans kind of love them or hate them, but I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this. And honestly, like we've complained for a while now that there hasn't been a lot of music coming out that we wanted to talk about. And we had two this week that I think would have been great, either this new periphery or the new Miley Cyrus, which I did listen to a couple of times. Cause I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> And uh, it's it's good. It's really good. Uh, I think, you know, Miley's really grown into her voice and kind of, you know, found her way musically. There was a song or two, one specifically that I really didn't like. It was just kind of, you know, like a bland, poppy radio type song. But I mean, for the most part, it was it was great. I would have been fine doing that too, but we decided to go this way. So, well, perhaps next week if we can't find it. Yeah, right. All right. So I looked up the sound or the the album catalog here. So interestingly enough, the third record is called Periphery Two. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is just self titled Periphery, and then you've got um, Icarus, which has a tie in with this record in an odd way. And then the fourth record is called Clear. The fifth record is called Juggernaut Omega. And then the next six, what the heck? That's the sixth one is Alpha Juggernaut, backward. Oh, they came out in the same year. And then Periphery 3 was the seventh seventh record. <laughs> and then Periphery 4, Hell Stan... Was the A? I don't know. I thought it was the seventh studio, but this shows this is the ninth. So who knows? Huh. I'll give them a call, see what they say. Yeah. I do like Why some not? of their little logos on here the P with the three dots. I'm not sure what all that is about, but it's on a lot of their album covers. They're pretty, pretty sharp. I like them. Yeah. So, but anyway, this one um, is Gent which was kind of interesting. I had to look that up to figure out why they had that in there. Did you look that up too? Uh, I did not. I'm, I mean, I, I've heard of gent for years and years and like, I kind of have the a basic understanding of what that is, but yeah, I, I don't know. I figured them calling this album gent is not a genre. I figured was just 
them being contrary and jerky and funny and whatever. <laughs> yeah, he says um, periphery are called progressive metal or progressive metalcore, which mm. I get. They're labeled as gent, the rhythmically complex, palm-muted, guitar-driven subgenre yeah. that Mashuga are credited with spawning. And he says, that's just us having some fun with our fans. When yeah. our first record came out, we started hearing people throwing about the term gent, which we used to describe the sound of palm-muted guitar, but they used to describe our style of music. So we have no control over that. People want to classify us as a gent band. Well, the internet is undefeated. <laughs> right. So definitely a, a bit of a playing there. So, All right. Well, we got to go with our album opener. What do we think? Is this a good album opener and my short answer is yes yeah so the first track is wildfire uh there's a video for it. it's basically a performance video nothing super special about the about that um uh, i also think this is a great opener um it's hard to say that it sets the tone because the tone kind of wanders all over the place. <laughs> you so, would, you'd have to and, do everything in one song for it to set. The I mean, yeah. And when I say all over the place, I could not mean that any more <laughs> than, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it is all over the place. Um, I mean, but right away, like you kind of, you're hit with the vocal trifecta. You got screaming, singing, growling. It's all there. Uh, super heavy. I mean, Anything that's kind of associated with that gent sound is going to be super heavy because of the palm muting, the detuning, all that. So you have all that here uh, and you got all the, you know, the dynamics and the part changes that come with the prog sound and it's all here. I mean, even so, it, even like two big things in this for the progressive stuff is Around the 425 mark, we shift into this weird, jazzy, electronic, kind of smooth break, including a saxophone solo. A huge solo, like front yeah. and center, not muted. It is. Yeah. It became a jazz jam at the yes. end of the rest of the song. So, yeah. Oh. But, so yeah, but it's great. It's all great. As weird as all that sounds, it works and it's so good. So I, I, yeah, this is a great opener. I had a lot of fun with this one. Yes. And I would agree that this breaks all the rules of arrangement yeah. because I mean, you've got this song, it's just ripping it and tearing it up and he's growling. I mean, we got the whole thing going on and then bam, we're swinging and solo. Yeah, it was, um, it's interesting. I could see where somebody would definitely say, man, this didn't work. Like, <laughs> that, that change was, was too harsh. And, you know, we took yeah. this, I don't know, but I liked it. I mean, it really, when you talk about progressive rock, um, you expect to go on an adventure. You expect long songs. And these yes. were longer. A lot of them were seven to eight minute range. Yeah. And um, so you got a true story and uh, you traveled the roads on this one. So I, yeah. I thought it was a great album opener. I liked it a lot. I think uh, you kind of touched on exactly what I was thinking. Anyone who said that that transition in that part doesn't work that's i don't they're probably not super into progressive stuff prog music so because that's kind of what it's all about you know let's see how weird we can get so yeah and it worked yeah it was great um and then the next the follow-up song 
I liked a lot as well. Um, mm-hmm. We got a little bit more uh, clean on the vocals, mm-hmm. a little bit more, a little bit more melodic. Um, we had some nice background harmony pieces coming into this one. And mm-hmm. then again, we go back to some screaming. We got some really nice guitar work on this one and a really cool, um, I don't even know how you, the ending changes again. Like, but mm-hmm. instead of going to a jazzy feel, we've got this nice, cool drum beat going on and some nice string work on the guitar, some nice clean notes that I liked. And I didn't realize at first, but this is a nod to a video game. They must like video games a lot. This game is called Returnal. Never heard of it. It's on PlayStation. Me either. Whatever. But. Uh, you touched on a lot of the things that I noted. Um, I do. I love the opening riff of this song. Very, very cool. Um, the vocals, yeah, they're almost have a little bit of a poppy feel. There's, you know, they're kind of uh, affected here and there. Um, the harmonies I loved. Uh, there's some just monster riffs in this song. I really, really like this was one of my highlights this and the next song were probably my two favorite songs on the album and you touched on the ending there's a few of these songs that um they have kind of long endings after the vocals stop Mm -hmm. and i there's a few of them they it almost feels like it's just kind of a almost like a a cool down or a transition Mm -hmm. into the next song or you know I don't, it, it goes and goes and goes, and then that kind of like lets you relax and cool down and mellow out, and then boom, come in with the next song. So it's kind of cool. It works. It really works. The next song really works in the way that you just described. Yes. And um, this Wax Wings, mm-hmm. which I said kind of goes back to Icarus there in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the beginning, but this was my favorite song on the record. And uh, this one, had it had everything that I like about them. You you had some nice harsh vocals and and you had some nice melodic beautiful vocals. You've got some the guitar is all over the place, which is awesome. We had a cool guitar solo. We had piano on this one. We, I mean, it hits everything. And I think was this mm-hmm. one eight minutes? Uh, no, no, this I, one was seven twenty six. Yeah. The last one was uh, eight minutes. But um, I, I like this one a lot. This was my favorite. Yeah, I like how they open the song. It's got kind of the, uh, you know, like a clean guitar, not super uh, distorted, and which kind of sets the melody, which then carries into the heavier parts. Mm-hmm. So that, that I, I, I like it when they do that because it kind of, you know, a lot of people complain about metal and say like that heavy distorted guitar is just noise. And I'm like, this proves the opposite like it there it carries that melody so i mean whether you hear it or not i don't know but you know it does carry the melody and um yeah i I really liked his vocals on this one um he's just got he's a he's a very good vocalist he can do it all and i think this song showed he's his control over his Mm -hmm. instrument if you will so you know, get pretentious about it but um yeah I, this like i said uh atropos the previous song and this song wax wings is my two favorite songs on the album yeah uh, agree i like it this one was a nice up tempo beginning yeah. which kind of broke out of that last one uh, pretty mm-hmm. well so sweet spot for me vocally 
And uh, lyrically, there were some really nice lyrics. I really like the mm -hmm. chorus on this one. All right. And this one kind of goes out in a cinematic way, just like you were saying, kind of the cool down. And yep. then we got Everything is Fine. And this one was harsh and brutal. This was in your face. This was not even remotely uh, like the last two songs. But yeah. I dug it quite a bit. Yeah, this one goes hard pretty quick, and it kind of stays there for most of it. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I don't really have a lot to kind of break down in it. There's lots of cool, if you listen, really listen, like with headphones or something, mm -hmm. there's lots of fun little, like, noises and electronic, you know. I think there's, like, a stutter edit at one point. There's, you know, like, just nice little touches and flourishes throughout the whole thing that are kind of cool. And then at the end, it kind of, the, the riff, it does, it doesn't go clean and get soft, but it, it slows down and gets a little mm -hmm. sludgier and it's kind of droning. Yeah. Yeah. Droning and very, very cool ending. Yeah. And had laser sounds in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this one was just, Heavy, heavy, heavy. If you like that, you will dig this song, which just makes the juxtaposition for the next song mm -hmm. even that much greater because yeah. we go into a song called Silhouette, which, Man. oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I don't even know that this belongs anywhere near this record, but they <laughs> loved it. They put it on here, and um, I, I guess if you're digging some electronic pop, mm -hmm. this is your jam right here. Yeah, this is the first time I listened to this album. Like, I heard the song come on, coming out of the previous, and I'm like, okay. Uh, and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to something to kick in. And it, I mean, it's just, it sounds like a boy band. It really does. It does. It's, I, I mean, super poppy vocals, harmonies. Like, I mean, it just sounds like a boy band, but I don't hate it. So, yeah, it, when we talk about albums as a whole, I just I don't know how it fits. Honestly, it just doesn't feel like it's part of this record. I when I when it came on, I looked, I picked my phone up because I had my headphones on. I wasn't even paying attention just to see if it had like switched albums or something because <laughs> it was that stark. And um, but again, yeah, it's not horrible. I just don't love it on this record personally. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, maybe they threw that in there. I mean, it's right in the middle, mm -hmm. so maybe it's some kind of transition palate cleanser. I don't know. Maybe, but sure. it is. It is definitely different from everything else here. Yeah. So then we kind of get back into the mix, but not like we did from uh, Wax Wings to Everything Is Fine. We go into a song called Dying Star, which is kind of midway on hard mm -hmm. and soft on this record. More of a rock song, really. I don't know that you yeah. really call this one metal um, as much as it feels like just a good rock song with some nice melody and mm -hmm. nice hooks. Um, yeah, didn't really. Love it, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it's just pretty good song. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm right there with you. I, super solid musicianship. And, you know, song structure, it's all there. But, it's, yeah, it's just kind of, kind of, I don't know. I found myself, like, mm -hmm. I enjoyed listening to it, but there wasn't anything in it that really just grabbed me and, like, you know, I don't know, really got into the core 
<laughs> Don't we always feel like when we get into records that a lot of times you hit that five, six, seven mm-hmm. song that yeah. we sort of hit a lull? Yeah. It's like all the lull songs always get placed in this spot. I'm not sure why, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that is definitely a noticeable pattern. Uh, and for many, many, many years, I mean, it just happens. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. It's nice when you have an album that doesn't, and then you're like, oh, yeah, this is it, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. All right. The next song, I'm going to say it's pronounced Zagrus. Um, I'm not sure, but it's based on a video game called Hades. So, okay. Uh, I, I would have said Zagreus or something like that. Um, but. sure. Your guess is good as mine because <laughs> exactly. we don't know. But yeah. it's a song that looks like Zagreus, and um, it is a pretty good song. It's got a lot of heavy. It's got a little everything. Um, I think this is a song that kind of has a lot of what they have to offer through the other ones. Mm-hmm. I but agree. It stays away from the pop more so and i like that yeah there was uh one line where he says it really caught my ear because i wasn't i had the lyrics up but i wasn't looking at them and it really caught my ear enough that i went back and rewound it to that he says over and over again and again and just the way he delivers uh over and over Mm -hmm. is amazing because in the words over it, those syllables over and over it's the he goes up and down i mean with mm-hmm. every syllable is a different place on the scale and i, I mean it, it was it really caught my ear it really impressed me very cool um the guitar solo in this song i think is awesome and it it just it's one of those guitar solos that just fits it's exactly what it needs to be where it needs to be and was awesome um the last like the last two plus minutes of this song got pretty interesting in what way uh well it's just it's another one where the vocals drop out and there's like a couple more minutes of the song so it's all instrumental and it just kind of I don't know, man, some just really just bad ass riffs. And these guys are just good musicians, man. They and really are. It, it just was impressive. Yeah. So you think that one was long. <laughs> next one is 12 minutes. Yeah. These next two songs. I mean, that's like 12 a holy 11, I think. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Um, yeah. Um, this one tells the story of a fat vampire. <laughs> so, okay. What do you know about that? I mean, uh, that, okay, from the title, I mean, that, yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd like, though, is a group that, um, that deals with this much arrangement because it's not straightforward. You know, you're not getting a couple of verses and choruses and break down another verse. You know, you're not getting that. Mm-hmm. The, the arrangements are, are big. And they're expansive, but to get a 12 minute song arranged within this album, I think is a pretty good task. I mean, it's, yeah. Um, and it is a, uh, a really good song. I liked it quite a bit. I almost wish this would have been the closer personally. I agree. Cause I like this one a lot better than the closer. Um, if you're going to put two songs back to back that are 12 and 11 minutes long, I, I, 
you might as well close out with the stronger song. And I don't yeah. think they did that here. Um, this one, what is it? Dracul grass or grass or however you say it? Gra, I don't know. Gra, probably like foie probably, gras. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. I don't really have a ton of notes for these last two songs just because they're so long. This one definitely felt like more um, epic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, epic is a word that I feel might get thrown around too much. Just, just because a song is long doesn't mean it's epic. This right. one, I think, fits that epic tag. The, the last song, thanks, Nobuo, Nobuo. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, buo, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so the last song I don't really think sounds like an epic, I think it just sounds like a long song. <laughs> no, I and agree I, with that. I really yeah. wish they would have closed with this one because it is a killer song, it has some awesome riffs. Um, and they sound different too. It's not like just like a mm -hmm. one killer riff for 12 minutes. It mixes up and uh, each one sounds a little bit different, a little different tone. Yeah. Um, just a really cool song. I like that one a lot. So, and then the last one, like you said, thanks Nobuo or whatever is another one that nods to another video game. So these kids love okay. video games. Apparently. All right. Well, this was Final it works. Fantasy. Have you ever played that game? Uh, no, I'm familiar, but I've never, I don't yeah. do video games. So, yeah, me neither. So, I'm a little lost, but um, it, it sounded good, but it just it outstayed its welcome. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was the point is it outstayed its welcome, wanted us to have the album end. <laughs> and that way, it was a good album closer. <laughs> yeah, that seems, I don't know, kind of counterproductive, but yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's just, it's fine. It's not terrible, but it's, with putting these two super long songs, I flip the order and I think you're, you're out on a better note. Agreed. Yeah. Hour and 10 minutes was the album. Nine songs. Yeah. That was a behemoth. Which, the, the short song was the pop song, of course. Yes. <laughs> makes sense. It does make sense. So um, this is really my first foray into digging in mm -hmm. to periphery. And like when you, sent that and I checked it out. That's when I had to do the switch up on you because it just was interesting. I wanted to yeah. dig into this one more than I know what I'm going to get with Miley. So, mm -hmm. um, but this was truly an interesting record and I'm glad I listened to it. I think there are some pieces here that are absolutely brilliant and a couple of misses for me, but Hey, that's all personal anyway. So if I were to rate this, I would probably give it a three, seven, five out of five. And um, I was going to go with 3.5, but I'm going to give them an extra 0.25 because of their um, willingness to go out on a limb and really put put down something interesting to music. So, And will I listen again? Yes, I will listen to... I could see myself listening to the first three songs yeah. back to back, like putting that on a playlist that way, because mm -hmm. those three work really, really well together. And they were my favorites of the record, so... Yeah, um, I, I would probably land on a 375 as well um, for a lot of the same reasons you just said. And I've already put like a, a Tropos and Wax Wings. I've already added to my fave jams, you know, metal playlist. So that's uh, I've got like almost 700 songs on there. So, you know, I might hear them every, you know, once a year, maybe. But uh, <laughs> unless I search them out. But um 
yeah, uh, it's it's fun. These guys these guys are fun, and they've been around for a minute. So I I kind of feel like an ass for not digging in on them mm-hmm. before now, but I definitely this will make me go back and check out more. So for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Now we don't know what we're doing coming up. We might do Miley. Sure. In two weeks, based on this, maybe we should do the 15th anniversary of Meshuggah. Hmm. Obzen, what do you think? I mean, I'm fine with that. That's a classic hmm? metal album. It's probably one of their most popular albums. So, And it's hmm. pretty darn good, too. Yeah. There's some great music on it. So yeah. maybe we'll do that. That comes out on the 31st. So. Okay gives us a few weeks to think about that but i wouldn't mind doing that see what it sounds like um because it's all redone so we got all remasters on that one pretty Very sure. cool yeah 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 they all are there's nine songs on it so all right mr monday where can we find you if we're looking for you uh just track me down on instagram my handle on the show at metalhead monday just make sure you spell it right I don't know where you'll end up. Go there for pictures of cats. Uh, lately, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> I told my wife, I'm like, you know, we had dinner with some friends or something, and I told her after, I'm like, you know, we're turning into those assholes that just talk about their cat all the time. <laughs> so, oh, cat people. What She's so do? cute. <laughs> I want a write-in campaign to get JPP <laughs> back on the show. he's putting out all these amazing videos playing music and um i'd love to have him back on to talk about music because he is the goat Mm -hmm. the phoenix supernova there he is right there so all right if one person writes in i'm calling that a campaign and i'm calling him and telling the fans demand it (laughs) somebody quick write in there i am still foggy spell still on instagram still on twitter and you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, and SoundCloud. And the Kokomo Lantern Facebook page. And my Twitter page. And <laughs> sometimes on the Facebook page for um, the show. I, I don't <laughs> always get that on there so quickly, so sometimes yeah. I can't get it there. I cannot get my cursor back on my screen. To cl- oh, there we go. I'm Ooh. using two screens, and it was really bothering me there for a minute. So thanks for bearing with me, fans. Fans. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. We will be back next week with something. It's likely to be Miley because we're lazy, and we probably won't pick anything new between now and then. And I've already listened to it twice. So <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Cat people. What are you going to do? All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye now.